0: Practice with Vanessa Caruso, a monthly offering from Table Radio. This month in our Rooted series, we look at having outreaching love. Enjoy. Blessed are you, God of creation. Hi, my name is Vanessa, and this is Practice, where I share some ideas for how to translate whatever core longing we're working with at the table into our real lives in other words i for my own sake need to sometimes think of baby steps like okay what what would it mean to apply this core longing in realistic ways right now to my life what would it look like to practice not to perfect but to practice this core longing So the one we're working with right now, right in the middle of it, is the core longing that we long for an outreaching love for apart from active, authentic service, there is no true religion. So this follows how we long for an inward growing faith and how we are word-centered and Christ-focused. Those are the two previous core longings that build and beget this core longing, being word centered and Christ focused, as well as longing for an inward growing faith, which leads naturally to this one that we long for an outreaching love. For apart from authentic active service, there is no true religion. I'm not sure if I'm saying that completely accurately. That's how I remember it by heart. So Jonathan gave a great sermon on this. It is up in the podcast series, if you would like to listen to it. And so as I was listening to it, you know, at the big table, I did think of a few things. Like as he was sharing his own journey from, you know, outreaching love in certain ways, not really being his thing. That's a quote that he said a few times you know like oh it's not really my thing and he told a story about asking his daughter to watch hockey with him which is his thing and her replying like oh it's not really my thing and how that's valid we all have ways that we're not naturally wired or gifted or interested in but he was making the point that this core longing is our thing as Christians and he showed with his own life and experience ways that God has grown him in this area. So the first practice that came to mind for me was the Jesus prayer. And I wrote this down, you know, in my journal, like, oh, the Jesus prayer would be great for this core longing. And then afterwards I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't understand the connection I was making. Because praying by oneself doesn't exactly feel like outreaching love. You know, you would think a practical application is something in your body, out in the world with other people. But I remember why this came up for me as a practice for outreaching love. So let me just start with the Jesus prayer. You may have heard of it before. It's a very simple prayer. And it comes from two people in Luke 18 on opposite sides of the social spectrum, class spectrum. One is the blind beggar. And in Luke 18, he says, son of David, have mercy on me. And the other is a tax collector. So this is, um, you know, on the other side of the spectrum. And he says in Luke 18, oh God, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. So these two models in Luke 18 offer us this prayer. And the Jesus Prayer has been developed into a version of the two combined, which is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It was kind of codified, you know, in the early centuries of Christianity when this book came out, I think it's anonymous, called The Way of the Pilgrim. And it's about a disciple, uh, an early disciple, who wants to figure out what Paul means about praying unceasingly. And so he prays the Jesus Prayer as he walks. So this is where the Jesus Prayer kind of became, you know, a thing. And what's interesting about the Jesus Prayer is that it's meant to be applied to our inhale and our exhale. So on the inhale, we pray. And usually, you know, we don't say this with our mouth. It's something we kind of pray in our heart on our inhale. So on the inhale, we pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. And on our exhale, we pray, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, inhale. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Exhale. And so the real magic not real magic but you know the trick the secret (laughs) the strength of the Jesus prayer is that it is a very embodied way of praying because it attunes to the rhythm of our breathing and you know our breathing is so central to our living and so what this pilgrim found out and what monks and nuns and people have found out ever since and testify about the Jesus prayer is that it begins praying in us without us consciously deciding like, okay, it's time for prayer now. So with enough practice, and honestly, it doesn't take years of doing it for this to happen. It just starts to become the rhythm of breathing. So for example, if I'm waiting in line or um, walking, like commuting somewhere or driving or have a hard time falling asleep at night it's one of those go-to simple slogans mantras prayers that I can say and it kind of naturally calms me down and roots and grounds me in the presence and love of Christ Lord Jesus Christ son of God inhale have mercy on me a sinner exhale So the the part of the Jesus prayer that I feel like is a practical application of this core longing for outreaching love is that something about having this as the backdrop of our breathing, you know, something so simple that can kind of come to us while we're in the grocery store or while we're on the bus or while we're walking, situates us in... right way. Like it makes us the right size. It helps us in so few words. It helps us accept that we are humans on the receiving end of the gifts of God. And so there's kind of a natural humility and right-sizedness and proportion and perspective that comes from praying the Jesus prayer. And what that does, I think, is make us more able to see real people and needs around us like it kind of opens our eyes or it clears the windshield you know it's like the windshield wipers for our eyes and helps us be awake and responsive and ready to spend out of the wealth of love that we have been given there's uh, this book by J.D. Salinger called Franny and Zoe. I haven't read it. Um, I've only heard the Jesus Prayer talked about in it. And it's such a great example of how the Jesus Prayer is actually a great backdrop for reaching out in love. So in this novel, um, Franny is moping around, doing nothing but weeping and mumbling the Jesus Prayer. (laughs) And her older brother, Zoe, wants to be sure she's not abusing the prayer and gives this summary of the prayer. So Franny's moping around, just like crying and repeating the Jesus prayer. And Zoe wants to be sure that she's not abusing the prayer, that she understands like what is the point of the prayer in the first place. So Zoe says, The Jesus prayer has one aim and one aim only, to endow the person who says it with Christ consciousness, not to set up some little cozy holier-than-thou thirsting place with some sticky, adorable, divine personage who will take you in his arms and relieve you of all your duties and make all your nasty troubles go away and never come back. So the older brother is saying to the younger sister, the Jesus prayer has one aim and one aim only to endow the person who says it with Christ consciousness, not to set up some little cozier, holier than thou place where, you know, some divine person will take you in his arms and relieve you of all your duties. So basically this older brother is saying the point of the Jesus prayer is not to turn in on yourself. Like that's the opposite. The point of the Jesus prayer is to make you the right size so that you're actually free to have Christ consciousness rather than self-consciousness. That to me is the point. It sounds so self- um loathing or something like that like people have a p- hard time with the Jesus prayer because it just sounds so negative or depressing like because it says me and because it says sinner i think that's why it feels like that but it's actually the opposite which is the same with confession you know there we me at least you know i initially coming to a liturgical church had this reaction to confession like ooh it's like kind of self absorption or it's like turning the spotlight on me or it's depressing or something it's actually the opposite it's making space to free us from stuff that is there whether we want to look at it or not so that we can kind of move on and like accept god's forgiveness and not be so stuck and the jesus prayer ironically if that's the right use of word, ironically does the same thing It replaces self-consciousness with Christ consciousness and that is what allows us to have eyes to see the opportunities around us to reach out in love. So that's my plug for the Jesus prayer. Um, How many minutes? 11 minutes. So at the end, I will just close with the Way of the Pilgrim's recommendation for how to pray the Jesus prayer. My second idea for a practical Way to engage with outreaching love is the Enneagram. Um, or any kind of personality. Sorry, I'm just looking for my Enneagram story here. Um, okay, here it is. So, yeah, Jonathan was so helpful talking about like, well, it's not really my thing. And I was like, that is why the Enneagram is so helpful for me, has been or um, Myers-Briggs, or Strength Finder, or any kind of personality tool that acknowledges that we're all wired differently, although there are some major patterns among humans. We're all wired differently, and what is virtue and what is vice for each of us is different. What is virtue for me, Vanessa, is different than what is virtue for you what is a vice or a temptation or, um, you know, a way I go in stress is different for me than it is for you. The weird thing is that like virtue for one person could be vice for another person in different seasons of life. And so I have loved the Enneagram for its ability to pinpoint for me what the the direction of authentic growth looks for me, even if it's different than Jonathan, for example. Something that happens in church culture or maybe in any community culture is this assumption that you know the leaders or whoever is on the mic or up front or has a strong personality, that that is the way it looks to be a Christian. <laughs> it's really natural to think that. And so I think we have to be really clear about the reality that what outreaching love looks like, what having courage in that area, what being vulnerable in that area looks like is different for each of us. And that's not a cop-out. It's not to say, oh, we're all different, so don't worry about it. I mean, the invitation is, okay, in what way is outreaching love in what way is God inviting me to stretch a bit, to outreach a bit in love? So um, yeah, that's that's just a reminder that there are tools that can really help us identify what it looks like for us to take some steps in a way that are really healthy for our personality. And I'll put this on the forum, but one of my favorite like, tools of the Enneagram is this sermon um in the back of Richard Rohr and Andreas Ebert's book on the Enneagram there's this appendix and there's a sermon an Enneagram sermon on Christmas and basically each of the nine types hear of Jesus baby Jesus's birth and they respond to that news out of their type out of their passion or their vice or their fear and then they all go to see baby Jesus in the stable and baby Jesus responds to each of them in terms of their invitation to virtue or growth like Jesus personalizes his response, response to each type in a way that says this is what it would look like for you to reach out in love and it's brilliant to me at least my type I just resonate so much with the response um from my type like my reaction to the news that jesus is born and then what jesus says to me it feels like you know how um eli was it eli who had a calling i think so you know and heard his name called and samuel said you know jesus is like calling you this enneagram sermon feels to me like jesus is calling you vanessa so I will put that on the forum if you would like to go through that in a small group setting or just read through it personally I put some like reflection questions at the top of it as a way to um yeah like deepen or be introduced to Enneagram in new ways okay so to close I have to just find the right paper again (laughs) sorry about that um I'm all I'm all over the place here I wanted to read what the Way of the Pilgrim says is, um, you know, for those who are new or, you know, this is the recommendation for how to pray the Jesus prayer. So if you're in a place where you can close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, we'll do like a one minute version of a guided meditation And this text is all from The Way of the Pilgrim. Find a quiet place to sit alone and in silence. Bow your head and shut your eyes. Breathe softly. Breathe softly. Look with your mind into your heart. Recollect your mind, that is, all its thoughts, and bring them down from your mind into your heart. Bring them down from your mind into your heart. As you breathe, repeat. On the inhalation, Lord Jesus Christ. On the exhalation, have mercy on me. Either quietly with your lips or only in your mind. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Be calm and patient and repeat this exercise frequently. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. So I invite you today to try to remember to repeat that and i'll do the same in the in between things washing dishes walking waiting thinking falling asleep repeating that inhale and that exhale and trusting that it helps to replace our self-consciousness with christ consciousness in order to help us Reach out in love. To you be your praise and glory forever. Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, B.C. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. music for this episode provided by the Preparation EP, written and arranged by Coco Relieve, and can be found at Tablechurch.bandcamp.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca Blessed God Blessed God Blessed Father, Son, Spirit, Blessed God We will now your life shines down blessed are you oh God blessed are you god of compassion